It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands with Dan the coach and Jackie the skater. The fun will never end. It's derby time. Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. It's been an exciting time having special guests, but today we're going back to basics. Today it's, it's just me. It's me, it's Jackie B. <laughs> no one calls me that. This is not an invitation to start calling me that either. <laughs> but I am excited to be back to normal stuff again. Um, just because I've got so much on my list that I'm so excited to share. And I do actually have a couple of special guests scheduled. I'm not going to tell you who they are yet. It's going to be a surprise. And I'm also covering my butt in case something falls through at the last minute. But the next couple episodes are going to be a series on something that has been on my list since the very, very beginning. And I've been procrastinating actually getting started on it because it's not fun. It's, it can be a little sad. And that is injuries. The topic is injuries today. So today's episode, just to let you know how it's going to go, um, we're going to go about talking about how we can do our best to prevent injuries in the first part. The second part is going to be all about the injury has happened, how do we recover? And then the third part is going to be, okay, we work on the physical side of recovering, how do we recover on the mental side? And then at the end, I'll explain what the next episode in the series will be because it's going to take it all to another place, another level, a different situation. I know that all sounds really mysterious, but let's get into it. So there's this saying, it's, mm, it gets me. Uh, there's a saying, and you hear it in roller derby sometimes, that it's not like if you're going to get injured, it's when and it's super irritating because, I mean, come on, you might as well just not get out of bed in the morning if you're going to live that way. Like, we can't just go out there being like, ah, I'm going to die today. Like, no, <laughs> that's not what's happening. And now, of course, we can't prevent every injury from happening. There's a lot of fluke things, freak accidents, stuff you couldn't have prepared for because it's just super duper weird. But there are a lot of things that we can work on and that we can prepare for and try to get our body ready for, to react to. And in the grand scheme of things, it's going to prevent a lot more injuries. So let's talk about what those things are that can really help you out with keeping your body healthy, sustained for the long term, have a wonderful roller derby career have a wonderful life post roller derby, how can we keep ourselves feeling 
pretty good overall instead of like little old people in the morning. <laughs> oh, I'll admit it. I'm, I feel a little old sometimes when I wake up. But basics. It all starts with good old-fashioned dynamic warm-up. How many of you guys are doing something to warm up? How many of you are just jumping right into practice? It's one of those things you can totally get away with when you're young, when you're a kid, when you're a teenager, when you're a 20-something, but as you start hitting 30s and beyond, you really got to think about warming up that body. And not just with a static stretch. I'm talking about just moving, arm circles, little hip things, like leg swings, sumo squats, like all the things you can do to just get the body moving. You're going to be so much less likely to pull a muscle. You're going to be so much less stiff before you start your workout or your practice or your game. Just really think about just, if you spend even two minutes, two minutes on dynamic stretching, it could make a huge difference in the long run. And then of course, static stretching, there's a place for that. And it usually is after you're done training or uh, doing practice or a game. It's one of those things I'm really guilty of just skipping on stretching after a run and I always pay for it. My body tells me like, ah, we're going to give you heel pain. We're going to give you all sorts of pain because you didn't stretch. But anytime I do take the time to stretch, I feel good and I feel fine the rest of the day. It's one of those things where you don't notice it until you're not doing it, that it's becoming a problem. If you do it, you're like, I'm fine. If you skip it, that's when you're going to notice. Uh, and then just some basics for taking care of yourself, drinking lots of water so you're not dehydrated, adequate rest, fueling the body properly for training. All of these things are just so you're not too fatigued to, to perform well. All of these things are going to keep your body just doing better so you're less likely to have a goof that you really didn't need to have that hurts your body. Okay, those are all the basics. Let's go into a little bit more advanced stuff. What can we do beyond, you know, the needs of a human being to eat and sleep and drink water and get a little stretch on? And that is, how about some balance exercises? Those of you who have ankle problems or worry about having ankle problems, this is a great place to address that. Like anything you can do balance-wise tree pose, whatever. Like there's all these different yoga poses. You saw probably some of them in the balance video that's on. I, I, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube, but most people are on the Facebook page looking at that video. And does anything you can do on one foot? Because you don't always get to use both your feet and derby. If you can be good on one foot, that's going to make you a better skater. It's pretty awesome. So anything with yoga, Yoga will help strengthen your core. Core strengthening is going to be huge for your balance. Core strengthening is going to help you fall less. I'm not going to say it's going to prevent every fall because derby, you will have some falls. Things will happen. But if you have a strong core, when somebody comes to hit you, you might be a little less likely to take a big old tumble, giant barrel roll, knock out 10 people like a bowling ball. <laughs> And then, of course, there's lots of prehab exercises you can do, which is anything in my mind that increases your mobility and your range of motion. So 
things don't go a little too far. Like if your body is already okay with moving this far, then it's going to be all right when it does that unexpectedly, a little bit more likely anyway. A lot of prehab exercises are stuff you would do in PT as rehab after an injury, but if you do them in advance, your body might be a little bit more ready to do stuff. Just saying. It might make you feel weird to do some of these tedious things, but some of these tiny, tedious exercises could pay off dividends in the long run. And then I always love foam roller or the little one that looks like a rolling pin called the tiger tail. Um, those are really great for sore muscles. It's really great for recovering after working out. And sometimes you can definitely use it before training too, to try and get your body kind of warmed up. It's just a really useful thing. They are not expensive at all. They're pretty cheapy and you can get the small one and carry it around with you and just be a lot more ready to do stuff. And finally, agility. Anything you can do to be more agile. You don't necessarily have to even practice this on skates. You can do this at home. You can do this anywhere. Like you, you can go running through the woods and be like, oh, look, I, I dodged a tree. I'm, I'm amazing like Bambi or something. <laughs> Just jumping all over the place. Like I'm going to, you know, go on this rock wall and I'm going to do a little twist here and a little twirl there and a little jump over a pebble and like a branch and uh, whatever. Just just anything you can do. If you, if you at practice spend two minutes, just two minutes of your practice time, every practice doing something, some weird thing that's going to test the, the limits of your skills, the boundaries that you're currently at for your comfort level. Just, just push it like right to the edge with, with your toe stops, with your one foot maneuvers, with your backwards skating. Just, if you're just pushing it a little bit, Imagine how that's going to add up over time. Like if each practice you get a little 1% one, 1 better at your agility, like that could be amazing for you. I, I love working on agility. It's fun for me. It might not be fun for everybody, but man, I have found myself in some weird situations on the track. I have done some weirdo things. And then I come back and I'm like, what did I just do? I don't even know. And it's really comes down to, putting my body through the motions, getting that muscle memory, just getting it used to being like, hey, anything is fine. Anything we do is fine here. It's all good. If the body doesn't panic and seize up, you are probably going to be more likely to go with the flow and not have something weird happen that's bad for your body. And that takes me to the end of this first section. If you could stick around just for a second, listen to a quick sponsor ad, then we're going to get into the tougher side, the actually getting injured part right after this. And we're back. All right. All that was the happy, glowy time where we're just preventing injuries and living our best lives as roller derby athletes. But then something does happen. And you're, you have a little injury. It could be something minor. It could be something big. Let's talk about the physical side. So a lot of the time, injuries coincide with a time in our lives where we are trying to do too much. Raise your hand if you've ever gotten hurt because you were trying to do too much. It doesn't even have to be physically. It could just be 
in your life. You're trying to be superhero doing everything. And then it's just a little bit too much stress and overexertion combine every, or you know what? Sometimes everything in your life was going absolutely amazing and you just couldn't wait to tackle the season, but something happens to make you slow your roll. Like, like literally cause we're on roller skates. Okay. Moving on. So with injuries, it's super, 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 super important to heal yourself. You don't always have to rush back to roller derby, especially if it's a more major injury. Like I understand the temptation. If it's something minor, you think you're two weeks and back that you might rush things a little. I, I see it all the time, but especially if it's something big, take your time. Roller derby will be there. It hasn't gone anywhere yet. It's been here for a while. It'll still be there. I know you're feeling FOMO, but get strong and then get back on your skates. So, okay. The thing has happened. The injury has happened. Ow, something is wrong. First things first. If you can afford to go to a doctor, please do. If you are not strong in the ways of health insurance, maybe you can ask around in your league and get a lead on someone you can talk to to at least get some advice. I myself am incredibly blessed with a sister, a sister-in-law, and a teammate I love like a sister who are all doctors in physical therapy. It's an embarrassment of riches, all these physical therapy doctors I'm surrounded by. And <laughs> they can't interact with me without me coming to them with something. I try to get ahead of things before they become a problem. So I'm always coming to them with advice and God, they've been so nice about it. My teammate gets it the most because she's the most easy access for me, but anything bothering me, I'll, I'll run to her first before going to anyone else. She has been an angel, very patient with me on my many, many concerns because I am a very curious person and I really like learning things. And I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I also have another teammate who is a nurse and has also been extre extremely helpful offering opinions and advice. Okay. Second, after you have gathered information about what this might be, what you need to do, hopefully from a professional and not WebMD, the first step is rest. It's pretty much always rest. Usually rest, ice, compression, elevation for the majority of issues that we face as athletes for any sport. And it really truly depends on the severity of the injury. But this first step, it seems like the hardest to take, doesn't it? Because sometimes you, you just don't know how bad it is. You don't know how much rest is necessary. And it, it is so hard to stop moving, isn't it? I... I'm really bad at following this one. I'll tell you a little story because I'm, I'm outing myself as I'm bad at this. I know better and I'm terrible at it. And so one of the reasons I'm finally doing this injury, this injury episode now is I've totally been going through stuff with my body and not following my own best practices and the best practices of everyone, not, not just me. I'm not the expert, but okay. So what happened was we were doing a drill. It was supposed to be mostly testing blockers movement 
and giving them a challenge, but no, not going all out. So moving around, it's, it's my turn to be a jammer, just moving around, moving around and bam, my wonderful teammate hits me hella hard in the hip with her firm glute hip area, something forcefully into my hip bone. Ah. <laughs> After like, you know, a, a big reaction, I mostly just skated it out. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't feel bad. It's okay. And I finished practice. And then uh, the next day I went running and doing boot camp uh, workouts. And, and then I continued to run and do boot camp and workouts and stuff like every day. But eventually I realized like it felt like my hip was hanging super low, like somewhere six inches lower on my body, which is really weird. I felt like I was lopsided. Uh, I didn't rest. And so what happens a week later, I pulled my inner thigh muscle on the same side of the body. Why do you think that might happen? Maybe my body was trying to make up for a weakness there from the thing that was already kind of hurting. Mm. And then a week after that, I ended scrimmage curled up in a little pathetic ball because my back hurt on that side. And I was like, I'm done. I'm calling this jam. So my body's trying to make up for problems A and B, throws it into the back. So at this point, Coach Dan's like, uh, that's it. You're done. Like, you're not going to go to the skate park tomorrow with your friends. I can't seem to trust you to stop when you should stop. So I am putting my foot down now. Sometimes I need a little assist on being a responsible adult. So I took a full day off. I did not do anything. I did not go for long walks. I spent most of it laying down or seated. And you know what? Just taking one day, just one day off helped me loads. Like the inner thigh, like that muscle healed first. The back is feeling better. Uh, and you know what? The hip is feeling a lot better too. Like the whole thing is like this close to being like perfect. Like I'm so close to it now. And a lot of that was at least taking one day off. I, I couldn't even believe it. It's so silly. Why was I, why did I make it so much worse when one day could have been the difference maker if I had done it sooner? Like, I think I would be a hundred percent if I had done that immediately instead of piling on like a ninny. Um, so yeah, that brings me to the next step in the process. What can you do while you are injured to recover? Well, first I mean, anything you can do that doesn't irritate the injury. Like if your ankle is goofed up, can you do upper body and core stuff? If your shoulder is out, this might be a great time to do some cycling. I see lots of uh, people with shoulder injuries turn to cycling. And your body can do that. Like anything your body can do that will keep up your strength, endurance, and flexibility without making the problem worse is a great idea. <laughs> like you should really just, you should keep moving in any way you can so that the road back to being on the track with your teammates, being generally awesome is as easy as possible. 
you want to keep this road to recovery smooth and paved. If it starts growing grass all over it and gets a bunch of potholes, you're going to have a bumpy ride in recovery. I'm going to have to work on my metaphors. But the most important part of this step is you kind of really need some endorphins right now, whatever way you can safely get them. Because, you know, when you're resting hardcore, you're suffering from like a lack of endorphins. The whole thing's kind of a bummer. You're feeling maybe a little depressed. But if you if you train regularly, like, like this this will throw you off having to rest. You're gonna you're gonna feel super off personality-wise. Um this I am dipping a little bit into my last section of the podcast a little, but I'm just gonna leave you with this thought like roller derby makes you happy. Happy people don't kill their significant others. It's it's science from Legally Blonde. And the last step here in my uh section on physical recovery from injuries, like, hey. Do your physical therapy. Like, if you want back in the game, you should be doing your PT like it is your job. You should not be skipping out. You should not be like, oh, it's been two weeks and I didn't do it. Like, no, like, really do it. Don't slack off. Do the recommended amounts of whatever exercises you should do. Don't overdo it because that could set you back. But if you're sad that you aren't skating at practice, and haven't been doing the things you could be doing to help you get back. You're standing in your own way. I know it's frustrating. And we're going to get to the mental side now. After this quick break, where you can find out how you can support the podcast. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jam-A-Llama to messages like roller derby strong and my mom plays roller derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show. And we're back. Here it is. This is the toughest part of all, and it's the mental side of recovering from injuries. Now, I went through all that physical stuff already because really, that's the easy stuff. That's the stuff anyone can do. And if you do enough of it, it can help distract you from the mental side. But the mental side is always there underneath. First, there are the emotions. You're going to be experiencing serious FOMO anytime you step away, like fear of missing out. Be it for one practice, or six months, or longer. That feeling of missing out, that worry that you won't be a part of the team, that the team might suffer without you, or worse, that they won't miss you. Have you ever worried about that? 
Like maybe they'll just get along fine without you in your head. And you know, that thought could make it better or worse, depending on your mental state. It'd be pretty bittersweet. Um, so all this sort of thing could end up going through your head and you know, it's completely normal. I think tons of people go through this. It's very human reaction. There is frustration that you're being held back by your circumstances. There's worry. You might lose your place on the roster as the team has to adapt without you and they're there on the track without you. And you might be feeling like anger at the universe for this happening. Or oftentimes something I feel is anger with myself because maybe the thing that happens is something that could have been prevented if I'd been more patient, paid attention to the signs that something could go wrong here. Like I came into practice in some kind of mood and kind of set myself on the path to this. So the feelings of disappointment and these expectations, they're all you, you know, like when you're injured, sometimes you're going to feel like you've disappointed people, but no one on your team that you think you're disappointing right now by being hurt is actually disappointed in you. They're not. They've been there. They understand. More than anything, they want you to get better. They care about you. They care about you deeply. I've seen so many examples of people, you know, stopping by someone's house after a surgery, bringing little care baskets or food or, I don't know, just something silly like stickers. <laughs> like there's so many ways to show you care to someone who's injured and you, you can really find out uh, how much people care when this sort of thing happens, but you feel like you're letting everyone down and you haven't. This sort of thing happens and they do understand. Like everything that you're worried about that you you are putting off something with the season by being hurt, you know what? Just put that to bed. Like you have control over your thoughts and just remember a lot of this stuff is in your head doesn't have to be in your head. You can work on replacing it with more positive thoughts. Like the fact that you have control over this now and how you're reacting to it and how you're going to recover mentally as well as physically. You can take the time to do it right. And you do not need to judge yourself by others, by how other people have recovered from injuries. And no one is judging you. Like you do what you got to do to get it done right. So let's get into my mental advice. I've got four or five, no, five, five big things I want to go over here. One, this is a really great time to start a journal if you don't have one. Like when you're in the thick of it, you're feeling so many emotions, you don't know whether to cry or scream. Sometimes the best thing you can do is let them all out on paper. I personally think that it actually feels better to write them out rather than type because typing can be deleted at any time, but writing, it really leaves it all out there. It makes it feel validated. All your feelings are validated. I, I felt this. I put it here on the paper. It's almost like a living, breathing thing all on its own. Anytime I've been feeling the feels so intensely 
and I like I, I just grab a journal and it's been super helpful because the release aspect alone just feels so good. Like getting it all out doesn't erase it, but it can take away some of the massive power it has over you that you just really needed to express. It, it dilutes it a little bit. It, like if it's intense enough, you might have a good cry and a nap afterwards <laughs> and you just wake up feeling a lot better than you did before. Uh, I don't know about you, but I like a good cry and a nap. Anyone else hands? Okay. Um, talking to friends and family is very helpful and super important and can and does do a ton of good, but starting here with the journal for like the really intense stuff can really help take the edge off, especially if you're someone who has hangups about the idea of being a burden to others with your feelings. But that brings me to my second bullet point, which is stay connected to friends, family, and your team. It is really tempting right now to go crawl in a hole, especially if you're being saddled with a long recovery time. If you know you're out for months and maybe you want a couple of weeks to digest that before seeing anyone, you know what? That is absolutely fine. You do you, but stay in touch with at least one person that you care about and trust from the team that can relay updates to everyone else. Like you definitely should take some time and space if you feel you need it, but people care about you and will absolutely worry if they don't know where you're at mentally and emotionally. If you ask for space, like I believe people will request your will request, will respect your request. <laughs> they will, especially if I could speak properly. But seriously, like don't hide away forever and become a hermit because humans need each other to survive. It's a fact. I actually recently started dabbling into this video game called Don't Starve Together. Like it's literally, if you don't cooperate with gathering things, you will starve. You actually cannot survive this game by yourself. You have to walk around and collect grass and logs and make fire and meatballs and hang out with cows. Anyway, long story short, human beings need each other. <laughs> we can't do it all on our own. This is not the time to be a solo act. <laughs> all right. Point number three, mental section. Okay. When you're ready, try to attend practice and events on a semi-regular basis for you. This could be like, I, I don't think you should try to throw, go to everything. That's a little overwhelming, especially if it's hard for you to move around. Maybe you have a cast or something, but if you can show your face once a week, that's pretty darn good. There's this pervading fear that once you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And one of the ways you can fight against that mentality is just to be present. You can always get involved in discussions and continue to learn strategy. You can give advice to other skaters and be an extra help to your coaching staff for your team. You're another set of eyes out there watching and helping. And hey, you can even help with the rules by calling penalties or doing NSO duties and scrimmage. You can weigh in on ideas for the team and the league as a whole. It's a lot easier to do that in person than remotely from your home because you can be part of the larger conversation. A lot gets lost in text. I mean, 
uh, uh, I guess it's another story here. Let's, let's throw in another story. So last year I had this nagging foot thing. I think I talked about it in another episode, so I will not go into it, but the short version is I, I could work out in any way I wanted. I could run, jump, do burpees, whatever, except I couldn't put on my skates. I wasn't able to wear my skates for several weeks before our first game of the season. And, um, the solution, I figured it out. It's not important. What is important is that I came to practice and I did anything I could do to stay fit on the sidelines. I was doing intervals. I brought resistance bands, my slam ball, my fake TRX setup, and I trained on the side during all the physical drills. For me, it was just super important to show my team, my new team, that I was going to be ready to go as soon as we, as, a, as soon as we figured out the foot thing. I wanted them to have confidence in me, especially since it was going to be my first game since joining this team. And I, I, I would even like come to the middle, take part in discussions for strategy, setting things up in drills. I would talk to people on the side, things I could see that maybe it was a little easier to see some things from the side than when you're in the thick of it on the track sometimes. But hey, I stayed moving as much as possible because those endorphins are super important. And even if you're feeling low, it's super frustrating. Sometimes you got to fake it till you make it in this stage of the mental game. And I wanted to show them I was showing up for them. I wanted to show them that there were Fox given, baby Fox given here with my attitude. Um, another quick story. A friend of mine on my team had shoulder surgery not that long ago. And she actually would come to practice whenever she could. And once she was cleared to do so, she began actually jogging around the track when we did laps. She'd use the camera on her phone to record explanations, drill setups, and you could see how players were doing in drills. And she would post all of this, all of it in the team group. Like we had never done this before and it ended up being a really invaluable way for us to evaluate our progress, see what was going on from an outside perspective. And it kept her involved in the process of practice in an active way. She could show she's still an important part of the team by helping in any way she could. And as soon as she could skate, she got back to skating, but she's smart and she stops whenever anything feels bad and figures out if she can continue or not. It's still like the beginning of the season for us right now. So there's no reason not to heal properly. And I am really happy to announce that she was officially cleared for contact this week. So woo! big shout out to her. And the last part, part number four of the mental advice I have for this episode is that while you are resting and healing from your injury, this is a great time to work on your brain. Like you should really, you know, you've got your foot up or whatever, catch up on awesome books about sports mindset, biographies, autobiographies of players and coaches from different sports, anything, anything that can up your mental game when you come back to play. And this is a super great time to catch up on all the WFTDA.TV footage you have been wanting to watch. <laughs> You're like, seriously, you would be amazed how much you can learn just by watching. Like, I, 
yeah, obviously I practice lots of skills physically, but I'm often amazed when something happens that I, I suddenly do at practice and it's, I've seen a player do time and time again, watching higher level derby. And sometimes I think it's, you really internalize ideas and moves by watching. Like, I, I don't know about you, but do you ever notice your body gets twitchy while watching roller derby? Like if you're watching, if you are really, really watching, like not watching while texting or tweeting, super focused on the action and the movement, you empathize with the players on the screen. You put yourself in their skates and you even start to plan ahead for what you would do in the situation, what you want them to do in this situation. It, like, okay, if someone's not watching the inside line and the jammer heads that way, like your butt twitches, like you want to cover it for them. And like if you see an opening for the jammer, like your body just kind of starts to head to that place in the wall for them. Like the tiny movements, like I'm going to coax you over there. Like, go, we'll go together. <laughs> like you can really learn a lot about what works in certain situations, watching more derby and what doesn't seem to be as effective. And whether you express the things you are picking up out loud to others or not, like you are retaining information, you are learning something. So by reading books of the lives other people have lived and watching games other people have played, you are learning the lessons other people have experienced for you that you can now take and apply to whatever you're facing in life going forward. And bonus, if any of the books you read have a story of an injury in them, maybe you can pick up something that's going to help you in your current state. Or, hey, hearing how someone else has it much worse than you and experience gratitude for the situation you have. So next time, we're going to continue down this road. And I'm warning you now, it's going to get pretty heavy. We are going to focus on situations where you are unable to train pretty much at all, as well as situations where you're not sure if you're going to be able to come back to Derby. Yeah, it's going to get real. I don't like going to these dark places, but these dark places have to be visited. We got to shed some light on this and feel a little better about it. So the bulk of the next episode in particular will specifically be spent on concussions as one of the more dangerous injuries we can sustain in a contact sport. Because, hey, I just went through all these things you could do while you're injured you know, physically and mentally, but concussions are a different story. You are very limited on what you can do at all when you are recovering and your brain isn't working right. So it's even more challenging to master the mindset here. So all of that, all of that next time. And I'm going to leave you with a quote. I wrote this down on my phone a while ago and just found it the other day. And it just seems so perfect because, you know, injuries happen, but we shouldn't live our lives in fear of them. We shouldn't be afraid to take risks. We should be okay. Now here's the quote, be careful is the worst advice you can give to someone who is trying to do something great from Dr. Stan Beecham. <coughs> so
Sorry, excuse me, I'm losing my voice. So subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. We can be found on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much anywhere podcasts can be heard. <coughs> oh, I should have brought water with me. Okay, we're finishing this out. It's going to be okay. My eyes are watering, but we're going to finish this episode. <laughs> Big thank you this week to SJC233 and Hot Tamale613 for your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Guys, you have no idea how big of a deal it is to have ratings and reviews. It makes it so much easier for people to find the podcast. If you just have a moment, just open up the app on your phone, scroll down, punch those stars. It just punch, punch, punch. Just, it just takes a second. And then uh, if you have a few more seconds, just write me a little something, a little something, something. It doesn't have to be a novel. Just something that helps people find it. Like tell me about you, how you found us, like what you like, what you'd like to hear more of. Like, I really do like hearing the feedback. It helps, it helps me figure out what's working and what we could add. It's pretty great. And you can follow our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash power through fourth whistle. That's P O W E R T H R U the number four T H W H I S T L E. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at power fourth whistle. I'm like totally participating in Twitter, kind of. And uh, I'm actually doing better on Instagram. I feel like I'm starting to get it a little. Um, so yeah, come come say hi. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, email powerforthwhistle at gmail.com or send us a DM on any of the social stuff. Links and handles can be found in the show notes. And hey, if you want to be better at balance and agility, I have a new video coming out this week. It's going to be published on Wednesday. So Wednesday, 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 go to the Facebook page, look for the video. It'll be coming out before lunchtime. And it was super fun to make. And I hope you like it and share it with your friends. Ah, and with that, I didn't die from minor coughing. Wonderful. That means that I'm going to make it till next week when we will be talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew.